What's up, everybody? DJ here from Move the Sticks, along with Bucky Brooks, our podcast. We look at the NFL through a player personnel perspective, looking at teams, looking at matchups, looking at the NFL draft. You can catch us on Move the Sticks, NFL.com slash podcast, as well as iTunes. What's going down? I'm Real Mike Rob, and you're listening to the R&B Podcast. Drop that beat. We got our own song, man. We got our own song, man. It never gets old. Nice. Never, ever gets old. I'm real Mike Rob. Nate Burleson, the B to R&B is out this week, and I'm holding it down with a special Seahawk. People don't know this guy in the mainstream too much, but I'm going to give him his just due. He gets our videos for the big team meeting rooms that have us laughing all through the day and break the monotony of camp and, and work. <laughs> The premier tackling guru in all of America. Yes, all of America. Rocky Seto, coach, what's going down? What's up, man? man? Thanks for having me. Oh, man, so good to have you in studio. Talk about why you're back out here. You, you talk, you're having a little event coming yeah, up. Yeah. Um, talk about why you're out here. Well, first of all, I'm from L.A., Southern okay. California. I love L.A., and uh, we're visiting family. And uh, look what God's opened up. We have a tackling clinic here in Inglewood High School. Tackling clinic. Tackling Inglewood. Clinic. Inglewood. Shoulder tackling. And what is this thing that's called? I think this is the biggest thing that Coach Carroll is going to be part of um, in his coaching career in regards to the game of football. Yeah, uh, tackling, man. Go into, go into that a little bit because I get questions. I run a, a spring football league in Richmond, Virginia, man, and I hear parents all the time, Mike, what's up with these concussions? How do I, you know, how does my kid not get the concussions? You know, I have a, I have my entire league doing manual neck exercises just to help with the totally. the actual, you know, impact with the ground. But talk about the shoulder tackling and the rugby influence and, and, and all of those things. Talk about how you guys kind of developed this hawk yeah, tackling. Yeah, it's been incredible. The Lord allowed us to develop this technique. And ever since 2012, okay, we got there in 2010 and 11. In 2012, we started teaching this tackling principle based on leverage hitting with our shoulders. So we're a shoulder tackling team based on leverage. What happened was, like, I was – you know, this is what happened. Like on uh, 2012, the spring, we had a guy from England there, a guy named Kit Lawson. Okay. Yeah, he's a football coach, American football, not soccer, American football coach in England for Birmingham University. Did they come and visit us? Yeah. He was I, like, think I, was, I, I think totally, I was. Totally. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. there. Totally. You're there. And they, I, I was up in my office and I was showing this young guy. He was younger than me. And he was, I was showing him this is how we teach tackling. And all he said was this Oh, Rocky, all that is is a shoulder tackle. Right there. I mean, a shoulder tackle that rugby guys do. And from right there, it was like, boom. The Lord popped into mind, teach our tackling system, showing rugby guys hitting each other 
tough and physical in the getting off the ground. The head's not involved, and it's all loading up the shoulder and the chest. And really, and uh, it's been incredible. It's we have numbers that shown that uh, that I think it helped the health of our defensive players, where concussions have dropped drastically since 2012. Really? Yes, just totally. With the shoulder, just with the, the emphasis on shoulder tackling, um, you got we call it hawk tackling. Yeah, is that so, what it's called? Yeah, that's what the, like, kind of the mainstream has <laughs> grabbed onto hawk tackling. But hawk tackling is more like I tackle the guys at the thigh level. But essentially, when you put the whole package together, it's a shoulder tackling system where I'm hit, we're hitting guys with our shoulders. So if I'm coming at you, Mike, mm-hmm. and you're a great tackler yeah. too, by the way, you dominated for us <laughs> teams, right? <laughs> Thank you, brother. So I'm coming from you. If I'm coming from this side of you, I'm already knowing I'm going to maintain my leverage and hit you with this shoulder. Okay. And then why by doing that. The old school, man, for the last 40 years or so, I think I have a theory on this. Ever since they screwed the face mask on, guys have been taught to see what they hit, get your head across. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was taught. And I was taught, head, go heads up with them. Totally. I mean, seriously. I mean, Lay the hat, right? Yeah, we, I mean, we heard all that stuff back in the day. We had this drill called bull in the ring, man. You literally stand in the ring, and they would call out a number. You had to find them, and you go head up. And like it's like my Pop Warner coach at the time. I mean, he didn't know. He was just a, you know, just part of the culture. Sure. And it's like if he if he didn't hear that crack, if he didn't hear that crack Back. of the helmet, yeah, totally. we know it, that sound. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it was it was doing it wrong. Um, how do you implement this on a large scale to be able to really teach? Yeah, a little league because it has to start there. It has to start in little league. It has to start where parents can actually see a difference yeah. um, in their kids' so tackling. So we, we've been doing this clinics throughout the West Coast and and uh, and Washington to California and uh, talking where I, we invite. High school and youth coaches, but not just them. But we need the parents, the dads, and the moms to be yeah. there, so they have confidence knowing that their coaches are teaching this principle, where where the helmet is there for protection. So just like we get in the car, we put a seatbelt on. We're not trying to get in the car wrecks. If it if yeah. you get in an accident, then the the seatbelt airbags are there to protect us. The helmet's there just in case if our head does get in there, then the kids, the players are fine. So the point is, we're loading up the shoulders and the chest. Okay, and basically that's what we teach. Whether I hit you at the profile level with at the near peck, or at the hawk level with the, at the thighs, and uh, that's what we taught. And here's this: the question that I get asked: How do you teach this yeah. to NFL football players? Okay, guys who've been balling and, and and dominating to get to that level. How do you get someone like that who really done the, is at the premier level of their game to change their style all of a sudden? And I think there's two ways. Like, A, it's healthier, okay? And guys may not care about that two years later, but they will care someday. And B, it's helped our players play better. Yeah. You know, you yeah. did it. if it doesn't help you play better. Guys won't do it. Yeah, they're not, guys won't do it. They'll say thank you for the sentiment, coach, but I appreciate that you care, but I gotta, I, we got to perform. Well, what I appreciate about it is because we did those drills and special teams drills, you know, getting ball leverage and, and still, you know, going toward the toward the tackle, moving toward the tackle as you're making your tackle. What I like about it is it gave you a baseline totally. to, to think about as you're running downfield on special teams. It gave me something to say, okay, I got to make sure I keep this guy here. And then your instincts start to take in after yes, that. Yes. You know what I mean? And with the step punch, and I, and I firmly believe once I learned that principle of literally step punching – hitting on the rise, keeping 12 cleats in the ground when you make contact. I didn't have another concussion. Uh, Thank God. That's you awesome. Know, I, I didn't have another concussion. And that, that, that was to your, you know, your teaching, to Sam and those guys at, at Seattle kind of you Brian know, monitoring. Brian Schneider, your coach. Yeah, Coach Schneider, yep. you know, the special teams coach with the, with the teaching. Um, 
could you tell us some information where people can find out um, yeah. about this camp? Is, is it a website? So we have a web. We actually have a website about. Uh, the, we have our teach tapes and uh, instructional stuff. It's uh, www.shouldertackling.com. www.shouldertackling.com. Just shouldertackling.com, and really allows, like you said, to have a tackling plan. So you have confidence, yeah. and you, there's a method to it. And and, uh, and we're gonna have a, the clinic this Saturday. Okay, this Saturday, July 9th at Inglewood High School in their auditorium. It's free. We've invited anyone who's interested. Hold up. Did you say free? Free. Free. It's Something free. going on talking about National Football League and tackling, and it's free, people. Free. Free. That's, that's awesome, we man. We want parents to come. We want players to come. We want the coaches to come. We're going to have representatives from the Rams. Okay. Your L.A. Rams. The Oakland Raiders coach Ken Norton is going to be there. Okay. And I think Bobby Wagner is going to show up. Bobby's go, Bobby's Bobby, in town. Bobby Wagner from I Ontario, from Southern California. I got to call him because how's Bobby going to be in town? He knows I work every Monday and Tuesday, and he's he I, hit me up. I don't know when he's going to get. I don't want to put him out there. I don't know <laughs> yeah, when. He's gonna, I was about to say Rock. Maybe he'll get there that morning, on Saturday. <laughs> I don't know, but but he'll be. He he said he plans to be there. So um, we're really trying to help the game of football, you know, and. Yeah. In football, in particular, in the inner city, where football is important to many people through tradition, through opportunities that the game creates. So we're really, if the guys are going to play football in the inner city, we want to be able to equip the coaches and the parents and the players to do it safe as safe as possible. Of course, no tackling technique could eliminate injury. It's still yeah. sport. It's still football. But we like to think it minimizes the chance and at the same time makes people better football players. And I got something for you. Mike, we have a theory. Mm-hmm. Remember how I talked about the last 40 years or so that guys have been taught to keep hit with the head yeah. or the face masks? I think we didn't really invent anything. I think the good Lord allowed us to just open our eyes to take it back to the old school principles of how the game was played. Rugby was from – our game was birthed out of the game of rugby, okay? And then talking to – like I have a friend named John MacArthur who's like in his 80s. Okay. I said, John – how did they teach you how to tackle? Because in his senior year of high school, they said they put the single bar face mask. So he played in the era before the face mask was put on. Did they and get a lot of broken noses? So I asked him that. <laughs> I know. He's, he's a pretty decent-looking dude for you – know, I don't know how much damage he had to his face. But he said, Rocky, it was all shoulder tackling. It was all hitting with the shoulder. And we didn't put the head. So somewhere along the line, as technology got better and the face mask got better – is like, dude, this is a pretty good thing to hit with, and let's go with it. So I think it's taking it back to the old schools. I even talked to Dick Buckus. Yeah, yeah, I talked to Pete about that. Pete said he he, he had yeah. a conversation so, with Dick. Yeah. So we talked to him, and he goes, Rocky, and he sounds just like how you would have <laughs> Dick Buckus, the iconic Dick Buckus. He says, I hit with him in my shoulders and my body. And I said, what? okay, Mr. Buckus, are you telling me you didn't try to hit him? No, I just had to hit him with my body. Talking to Mike Haynes, the Hall of Fame cornerback for yeah. Raiders. Have him taped up, and he said, "Yeah, all of it, we were taught to shoulder tackle." So somewhere along the line, things got off track, and I think we're just serving the football community by just bringing it back to the old school, the fundamental way of playing football. It's the greatest game in the universe. And and I tell young people all the time, uh, especially parents, you want to see it done right. Watch Camp Chancellor. You guys will probably, you know, Cam will go down it when his all said oh, and done is one of the best tacklers totally. we've seen. And he gets penalties, not because I think the helmet was involved. No. It's the, just it looks violent. Yeah. He's just awesome <laughs> He's at it. He's so explosive yes. in his hips. And uh, talking to, talking about the Seahawks, uh, obviously you guys um, are in the hunt every single year. Um, for you personally, being from L.A., 
uh, how is the addition of the Los Angeles now Los Angeles Rams moving back here to LA? How did that affect you personally? Because okay. you know you're from here. Oh, dude. You compete against them. You, you know what I mean? How did that affect? Well, you I mean, I grew up an LA Ram fan. I remember watching Kevin Green and yeah. Jim Everett and those dudes. <laughs> and not only that, they're they're playing at the LA Coliseum. I'm a Trojan, man. I played yeah. at USC and, and coached there. I never thought I'd get to play another game there. So on a nostalgic personal level, I mean, I, I grew up like 20 minutes east of the Coliseum. So to be able to play another game, there's, it's special. All my friends and family are down here. And uh, it's gonna, I think I'm going to use up all my tickets. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get all the tickets for that game. Totally, man. Talk, okay, so talk about the, the NFC West, man. It's going to be a tough year, man. I mean, yeah. every, every, every yeah. team – um, is right there, seems to be right on the cusp. Um, obviously, you guys plan on winning it. You know, th th that's that's the goal every year. Talk about the other three teams in that in, in that division and um, how tough it's going to be oh. for you guys to actually have to match up against them because people talk about San Francisco. Yeah. I look at the Arizona Cardinals as you guys, I mean, and the Seattle Seahawks yeah. as probably a, the biggest rivalry right now in that division. Oh, it's tough. I mean, from, you know, from Arizona Cardinals, you know how good they did last year, you know. Yeah. They're incredible. They got their defense and Carson throwing the ball, who's a Trojan, too. So, I mean, <laughs> no, right? they're, they're good, man. And then the Rams, that defense that they have, and they beat us twice last year. I hated playing the Rams. Oh, they're tough. I mean, their defense, that front seven, they were pesky. I mean, they know on special teams, it's like they knew what buttons to push. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hated that. They were tough, man. And then the Niners, of course, there was an incredibly tough game with the new coach, with the new system. Uh, man, I think they got a chance to be get better, and, and they're going to be competitive. So every year we just – you know how it is, Mike. You heard Coach Carroll 100,000 times about we just, let's see how good we could be and just keep the focus on us. And hopefully we like the results at the end of the year, you know. So God willing, we're just able to just maximize the Seahawks and see how far we could take it. Uh, Rock, I was there. Um, I wasn't there when you guys first walked in the building in 2010, but I got there the first week of the first game. And, uh, and thank God, it was incredible. Oh, got man, you, man. It was man, awesome. Thank you, guys. Man, you guys gave me another start because you never know in free agency how, if grass is green on the other side. And the grass was definitely greener for me. Um, all, a lot of the core players that you have right now, with the exception of your quarterback and things like that, were, came on that team in 2010, 2011. You talk about Cam and Earl and those guys. Mm -hmm. um, now they're paid. Talk about. First of all, the type of player that they had to have been for you guys to, you know, for those guys to be as grounded as they are now after they've gotten the money. Yeah. And is it different coaching those guys? You know, now? it's it's people have asked them, what's the difference in coaching at USC compared to the NFL? Distractions. Mm. You know, you know, yeah. it's like the and I think we went through a season last year and maybe half the season last year. You remember the last two years we started off pretty slow. Yeah. And all of a sudden. Things got, got tightened up, and we were able to get going a little bit. I think guys are ready to, like, see how far we could take it. I think there's a more meaningful thing uh, being able to go as far as a football team, you know. And I think guys are really focused. I think this is the, the, the most focused I've seen our guys on um, maximizing Seahawks, as we've seen in a few years. I, I'm pretty excited, and I like our chances to see if it could be a pretty good team this year. Yeah, that's a political answer. I get it, Rocky. <laughs> I get it. You gotta say the political answer. I know you. I know. I know you know what y'all can do over there, man. A chance. <laughs> All you gotta ask the coach. All you want is a chance, you know. I know that's right, man. I know that's right. Um, again, uh, stand with the Seahawks. 
Is it going to be different not seeing 2-4, not seeing Beast Mode walk down those halls? You know how he slow <laughs> walked, you know, everybody getting out of his way. It's going to be different not seeing him uh, walk down those hallways. Yeah, we're going to miss him. You know, he, uh, I admire him, uh, how he played. It was incredible. I yeah. mean, you know, you block for him, you played for him. That guy is a, is a special football player on, on game days. He's, he's ridiculous, you know. And so we'll miss him, but – Thomas Rawls and Chris and Michael. We drafted All three rookies, so competition's on, man. And yeah. I, I kind of I like our chances. In some ways, I feel like our team will have to will galvanize with each other and, and to come together to make every to hold up the parts together. So I, I I'm excited to see what's going to happen How next. How hungry is this team, man? Because you guys have had a lot of success over the last few years, man. Yeah. Uh, how I mean, I was just up there uh, for OTAs a little bit. Yeah. And it was a. It seemed like a new, a renewed sense of urgency. Yeah, totally. Like uh, totally. we didn't win a Super Bowl last totally. year. You know what I mean? We, we you know, we, we got beat up. Um, talk about how hungry you guys. are. I think we're hungry, man. I think uh, I think what you sense is right on. That's what I mean by, like the focus of the guys, the distractions out the door. And, yeah. like, let's go. I think it's the emphasis. I think guys are looking at this vacation time as a time to reload and to see how far we can get. It. And, um, you know, the one thing that I want to just share with you what's been going on with with our team is, like, <clears throat> you came in and you gave an incredible talk to the team about what is going to be meaningful beyond the game of football. Yeah. And that's been something that's heavy on Coach Carroll's heart. And he's been talking about more meaningful things, deeper things that are parlay or carry guys past the game of football. And uh, I think guys are getting to a deeper level of maturity on our football team. Like you said, 10, 2010, 2011. Some guys have been with us for seven football That's crazy, seasons. man. That's like almost two college careers <laughs> yeah. already. Right? That's crazy. And, and, and it, you, it's, you rarely see those types of yeah. things. Um, in the National Football League with all the money flying around with people wanting to get paid and things like that. But that's attributed to how you guys draft. I mean, you don't see many free agents come in there. and I mean, you see some come in and make a splash. But for the most part, man, you guys are homegrown. Um, even from a coach standpoint, you have any aspirations to be a head coach, Rod? You know, God willing, um, I, I would love to. I would love to be, have that chance. And I'm happy with doing what I'm doing, learning from the best. Yeah. You know, I've had some heroes over the years of like uh, – uh, I, I love setting up on guys like John Wooden, who's a UCLA guy, although I'm a Trojan, you know. And, <laughs> you can learn uh, from anybody. Yeah, man. but yeah. learning from and Coach Carroll. I mean, I, th I think he's the best coach in, in, in the game of football. And whether it's college or pro, he knows how to do it, you know, and uh, I'm learning. Just like, you know, I, yeah. remember, you, I remember you you know, as a player. I remember you just, just trying to learn, if what if I become a coach someday? Yeah. You had a great coach, Sherman Smith and Coach Carroll. Just, we're just trying to keep learning, you know, and see what, see what could happen next. What's, in your opinion, what's the best thing about Coach Carroll? I know for I, for me, I, I answer this question all the time. It's his energy. I, I just – people don't realize how <clears throat> the energy of your leader when he walks into the building, if it's up, I mean, it kind of just makes – naturally makes your energy level go up. If he's in an urgent state, then your urgency goes up. Um, and that's what I love about Pete. Talk about, you know, wh what you think is the most important um, aspect or, or – uh, Thing about Pete Carroll. Okay, um, I think one of the biggest gifts I've been so this year I'm gonna be with him for 16 years. 16. Years. 16 years, man. <laughs> what? I I uh, met him when he was in his 40s, and now he's in yeah. his 60s. Dude, I'm 40 now. You know, so it's like things have changed, man. And, yeah. Uh, I'd say one of the biggest things about him is that he challenges us to discover who we are, and he knows who he is. He would say, "I'm a competitor." 
That's he knows who he is. So how's that helped me? He's influenced me to f discover what is most important to me. I'm a Christian. Jesus is most important to me. My wife, Charlotte, and my four children, and then the game of football in that order. So he's really helped me to discover what's most important to me and to live it. And I think uh, what you touched upon with the players, you just barely brushed yeah. up on it, but hopefully it caused guys to start thinking, okay, who are they? Like football may describe you, but doesn't define you. Mm -hmm. I used to be an NFL football, or I'm an NFL football player currently. That may describe what you do, who you are, but who ultimately are you is the deeper meaning that uh, we're trying to help our Seahawks and coaches to discover. And I, I appreciate what you, how you went there with that. Oh with man, us, man, that Thank was huge. Especially hearing from another guy who's really crossed over the line now yeah. from playing to retirement. It's going to happen to all of us someday, you know. And that's how I started it. I mean, it's going to happen to all of us. And Pete and I talked about it earlier that day purpose you know so often you know and purpose yes. has been football since i was five years old man totally. um and i always talk about parallels i talk to kids in my foundation about running parallels you can chase your dream at the same time while you know developing another love developing another purpose or why you get up in the morning and um obviously uh christ has been huge in your life yes um talk about how how your 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 spirit and yes. uh, your religion has kind of yes. guided your life uh, Dude, as far, I'm, man. Mike, I'm telling you, just like we talked about, even as a boy, like football was my identity, and yeah. it, my pinnacle was not the NFL. My pinnacle was if I could only play at USC. <laughs> Dude, I, I, really? walked, I walked on as a junior. Cause I went had to go to junior college because I wasn't good enough. Yeah. And then I went, walked out and begged to get on. And then my senior, my next year, they gave me a scholarship. I'm man, this is the greatest thing in the world. But I had people talking to me about Christ, the gospel, and it changed my life where that side of football is like a big part of me, but it isn't, doesn't define who I am. And Jesus dying on the cross, rising up three days later, this defines exactly who I am. And so how does that actually influence my coaching and my parenting and, and, my parent, and being a husband, you know, my goal, number one goal is to have Charlotte love Jesus more. My number one goal for my children is to teach them to love Jesus. My number one goal in football is to help guys be as good as they could become so that you develop relationships that, man, this guy actually cares about me. Yeah. And so when deeper, more meaningful things come up, then I'm able to speak the truth to them, you know, and essentially it guides in everything that I do. So even the shoulder thing, yeah. shoulder tackling, you know, people say, well, it's just tackling. Well, if this could help people to be safer and help me really help the game of football thrive beyond our generations, what a great thing to be a part of. That's awesome, Rock. Man, I want to thank you for coming in today, man. I mean, really, man, it's good seeing you. Always good to see a friend. Um, and what you guys are doing – for the game of football because you hear so much negativity about our game, about the concussions, about, uh, yeah. you know, you see the decline in Pop Warner and things like yeah. that. And I tell people all the time, the game of football, it should be called CEOs in training. Yeah. Because if we could yes. really take all the skills that we learn, the being on time, the discipline, the route recognition, I mean, all the things that make us great athletes, totally. if we can take that and translate that into real-life skills, all you do is taking X's and O's and making it a another concept. You'd be successful in almost everything well, you, you do, Look man. what you've done here. You know, I'm trying, man. That's an example. And look what you're doing with your community back east yeah. in Virginia. You know what I mean? And So we're, we're hoping to raise up leaders, and the game has enough adversity, enough yeah. good stuff, and enough support as a team that you learn these skills, you know. And um, so, uh, yeah, the game, football, is the greatest game. We have to do what we can to protect it and strengthen it, you know. And what a privilege it is to be part of this. 
Dope, man. Dope. Dude, can I uh, plug it the the tur- uh, the clinic one last time? Do it, man. Do okay. your thing, bro. It's at Inglewood High School there this you go. Saturday, Show up. July 9th, from ten to twelve. It just it'll be in the auditorium. Like we said, we'll have uh, representatives from the Rams who who are adopting our style, the Raiders who Ken brought to the Raiders, Ken Norton, and then we'll have Seahawk, me, and maybe another coach, and, and maybe Bobby. I think Bobby Wagner is going to be there. So That's come on out, man. It's free. And, free. And hopefully, free. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you guys, the network, could, uh, I don't know, make maybe even make a segment out of it. You got nothing else to air. After hey, the, man. Hey, after, the, after the 100, done, what else are you going to talk right? about? So that we could talk about tackling and, <laughs> and uh, use this uh, platform to educate the, the world of football, man. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, before I let you go, you mentioned it before the top 100. I'm just going, I'm just going to. I know. Yeah. Okay. You got, what's your top 10 players? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I put you on the spot. I think they're all Seahawks, though. Oh, come on, Rock. You I see some know, great man. players in this league. I, there are you watch ones. film. There you are, see some great do, players I in do. this league. So, uh, you don't have ten players that you could, that you could name off? I, I'm out of blank right now. You caught me. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that one. Although I went through your studio and I tried to look for the ten. They don't even have the ten. Yeah, so no. Nope. Like, oh, we don't have it yet. We don't have it. I gave my ten yesterday. And, um, you know, I had some receivers, you know, ten, eight, nine. I mean, ten, nine, eight. And then – you know, you go into, you know, Luke Keekley and Adrian Peterson and those guys. But Tom Brady, man, it's tough to not – four Super Bowl championships. I mean, he's almost – he's over 40 almost, man, and still doing it at a high level. You got to put him up there. But, man, I'm going to let you go. That's it for this week's Seahawks special episode of the R&B Podcast. Thanks, Coach Seto, for joining us. And Sully for filling in behind the glass for producer TD. We'll be back next week with Nate B. And Producer TD, remember to subscribe on iTunes. Comment, retweet, spread the word. It's R&B Podcast. Hashtag R&B Podcast. We out of here. Your own theme song. Of course, man. That's how we do it, right? <laughs>